Hello and welcome to another episode of Artist to Artist presented by Artist Republic. Uh, this is Christian and I am filling in for Nick today and for the foreseeable future. Uh, Nick is busy right now, so he will not be able to make it to the next few episodes at a bare minimum. So hopefully we'll be getting a new podcast co-host in the meantime. Uh, we've been talking to this guy. His name's Ryan. He's an amazing fella. Um, we will be talking to him and hopefully he becomes the next co-host just for a little bit to fill in for Nick. Uh, but in the meantime, we're just going to get right into this episode. So today's guest is Matt Jacoby. Matt has done it all from drumming to web development, content marketing, coaching, and even real estate. Uh, this stack of experience ultimately is driving his purpose in life to help musicians become better entrepreneurs and make music a real career. These driving factors led Matt to create 11 Music Career Center, one of our sponsors, by the way, along with the Stream Tribe brand. So let's go ahead and just dive in, learn a bit about Matt, his company, and see what it's all about. I have been... Um in music for as long as I can remember. Um, if you want to go all the way back, um, I found interest in the drums in fifth grade. And uh, here I am at, I turned 39 next month. So <laughs> still going. Um, uh, yeah, so I picked up the drums in fifth grade, um, started in a uh, grade school band, um, ended up being really the primary drummer for uh, my high school. Uh, every, I went to a really small high school. So, um, I was the jazz band drummer, the concert band drummer, the pep band drummer, the uh, musical drummer, pit band drummer, every, you know, you named it. I had a drum in it. So <laughs> I didn't really have a whole lot of options, um, but that was okay. It gave me a lot of experiences and um, a lot of different types of music and a lot of different, um, uh, yeah, just a lot of experience to really kind of pursue the next thing. Um, from there, I actually um, joined my first band. Uh, I was at the at a private high school, but the rest of my band turned out to be at the public high school um, through a mutual friend connection. And we played together for, I believe, two years. We actually put out an eight track album um, complete with book and lyrics like people used to do prior to the digital age. Uh, after that, uh, I moved to Madison, uh, about two hours south of where I grew up, and um, got interested in the music scene here. Um, really, uh, I you know, started digging into who were the primary contacts, where should I go. Um, during this time, I also ended up uh, connecting with another band um, back up where I was from. So it was a little bit of a hike for band practicing, but uh, that band actually did get scouted by Atlantic at one point, um, unfortunately, shortly after I left, but that just kind of always seems to be the case. You know, um, I, I didn't necessarily want to pursue being in a band as a job. Um, the music industry on the business side spoke to me a lot more and being in bands three now total um, really kind of lent itself to being on the artist side and then seeing what the struggles were there and then being able to accommodate that from the business angle. So. Cool. That's awesome. And, you know, you, you do find a lot of the times, you know, people that go into music business at one point or another were on the artist side of things. Um, yeah. So I, I guess like diving in a little bit deeper, you know, how did that perspective shift help you when you moved into more of the business side of the world? Um, so I think I actually found maybe a little bit more of the love of the business side. Um, 
just to kind of maybe continue the original story um in my third band uh, i played drums for an r&b artist here in town she was from australia moved back there and that's why that band ended but um she did a lot of her own um, instruments in the studio because it was produced it was more electronic produ production work um versus live studio instrumentalists and um uh, I, I took more of a liking towards um, the marketing and the uh, business angle just because that was more of my day job. Uh, on, the, on the professional side, I came from uh, web development, self-taught web development, all the way through digital marketing, podcasting, um, and then entrepreneurialism, which is kind of where we're at now with what, what we do now for musicians. So um, it, it was, I'd say it's one heck of a tangled weave from here to there <laughs> but i think that my path as a musician and as a music entrepreneur overlapped quite a bit and i was able to see the benefits of one over the other um while i love my drums i'm currently pursuing piano as well which i've been told to do for the last 25 years and i always wanted to for the last 25 years so i'm due but um I don't miss packing a drum set up at 3 a.m. I don't miss the late night kicks, <laughs> um, especially having three kids. That is not something that's going to pan uh, well in everyday life. So being able to still pursue music, um, helping other musicians and working it as a nine to five is a lot more attractive. <laughs> Sorry about that. I had to get my cat off the table. No problem. <laughs> No, that's, that's, that's a really cool perspective, I think. And, you know, I, I know there's a lot of, a lot of younger guys who get into the music industry because they want to be artists and uh, to them, you know, that's the only way, right? Like you have to be an mm -hmm. artist to be successful in this industry when truly it's not the case. I mean, any job you can imagine is probably an equivalent in the music industry and, you know, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's one of those things that not a lot of people realize. Um, you know, I think personally, a lot of people, when they think of the music industry, even if they think outside of the artist realm, they think of a few things, right? Artists, managers, A&Rs, and label mm -hmm. executives. Um, but there's so much more to that. Um, and, you know, I guess from your perspective, you know, what, what are some of those roles that you have seen and maybe even worked in? Yeah, so I'll probably kind of beat around the answer a little bit, but what we usually find with musicians is even if you don't find that music is working out for you, what you've done is pursued graphic design, web development, marketing, social media management, all of these things that come with being a musician these days. And now you actually have a resume for jobs outside the music industry or elsewhere. So don't limit yourself just because you were going for music and now you feel unqualified for other things. Um, I mean, there's, it's the, the music industry is despite being creative is also just as corporate as the rest of the corporate world. So I think you fit in anywhere if you have the experience um, a lot, a lot of it's translatable. So you, you can have a desk job doing digital marketing, or you can do digital marketing for music. You could be doing event promotion for your company or event promotion for music. You know, uh, it's, it, we've, we've gotten so used to thinking that music is, um, an entirely different beast than the rest of the world. And at a time it kind of was, that's kind of the way that people angled it, positioned it. Um, but, what we like to say now is with the internet, it really leveled the playing field. Um, 
And, and almost again with COVID, uh, you know, even uh, it went first level the playing field in terms of um, DIY musicians being at the same level now as as major label names. But you also now have major label names sharing tracks with starting with live streamers and stuff that came out of the pandemic. So everything just kind of there's at every pivot point, whether it's you know napster changing the way things happened two decades ago to COVID changing things this past year um it's actually forcing an industry model change and the big guys better keep up at some point you know you hear this a lot i've seen this published on um, different music magazines online like the music industry model has to change uh and it's going to change whether they like it or not it's just a matter of when it's going to break <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, and yeah, it's, it's interesting because even as somebody who came into the industry from a creative perspective, I've seen change in the last five years since I've been in it and it just continues to do so. You know, you have, yeah. <laughs> you know, back in 2016, when I started, you know, things were already changing, right? You had at around this time is when those digital distributors started cropping up. And so people were able to start posting their own music online. And, you know, personally, when I first got into the scene, you know, I came into it as a festival photographer. So I would go and I would shoot for artists at festivals. Um, most of the artists at those festivals were like household EDM names. I was more in the EDM space. Gotcha. Um, and now after COVID, I'm starting to see more festivals and events pop up. And now you're starting to see these new names of people mm -hmm. who you never knew before. And the only reason they're on these lineups is because they use those platforms like digital distribution. And most of their career thus far has been digital because that turning point in their career happened during COVID. Um, mm -hmm. And that's one thing that, again, going back to the whole idea of, you know, this industry model is changing is you don't have to walk into a record label in Los Angeles anymore. You can sit, mm -hmm. you can sit in your bedroom in Madison, Wisconsin, upload a song and get put on a festival lineups. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're actually doing that with uh, my friend. Um, he's the first one that we've uh, added to, I never, first of all, I'll say I never thought I'd would own a record label because I am not a huge fan of what they do. But ultimately, if you modernize it, you can make it fun and make it fair. Because I, I'm more artist first than than what they should. And, you know, they should be like that too. Um, but we're actually doing that with a friend. I mean, he has been a DJ his entire life, or at least for the last 20, 30 years, in his home or locally, and he really found his voice on Twitch. And we're hosting a live show with him in September here. It's his first time on stage behind the decks. I mean, that's incredible. So, um, so yeah, to your point, that's that's happening a lot. There's a lot of like, hey, come to my show. You know, book tickets from the live streams now, and um, or uh, like you said, yeah, the the streaming platforms or uh, whatever music platform somebody's on. You know, people are getting picked up that way either as A and R, which sadly you know includes TikTok these days. But <laughs> but you know, there's always something that isn't untraditionally blending to these people getting, yeah, pick, getting, getting signed or picked up or however you want to call it. So, <laughs> yeah. And that just comes down to that whole thought of, you know, the democratization of the music industry, you know, it's, it's open for anyone now. It's not just, you know, the gatekeepers who are allowing certain people in it's everyone has a fair chance. Um, you just have to work as hard as the next guy. Um, yeah, go ahead. 
I was gonna say that's that's kind of the that's kind of what you know what uh, we've we've talked a little bit about what we do here, and I'm not gonna make it a, a sales pitch or anything, but just the idea that the, the, the seeing the trend move to the the uh, towards the term music entrepreneurship, um, it's still pretty new, but um, it's it's a lot bigger than most creatives will realize. Uh, as a music creator, you still tend to use just that creative side of your brain. Uh, music entrepreneur is the combination of both. Um, as a creative, we work in our business. As an entrepreneur, using the other side of our brain, where you're working on our business, and that's where bands are not focused at this point. So, um, having having the tools, having the right mindset, having the right resources, and having the right network is pretty much at a level playing field as starting a, a business in any other market these days. Everything is just the same. You, you can't put the music industry in its own bucket anymore. You have to be a business owner. And that's really the only way to make it happen now. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, going to that mantra of independent artistry, um, if you're an independent artist, you're not just an artist, you're a business. Like you have to think of yourself as a business. Um, mm. And that's, again, a lot of things that a lot of young artists don't understand is they think, oh, I can make music and someone's going to find it and it's going to blow up. Unfortunately, maybe that worked for Eminem. Maybe that worked for people <laughs> 20, 30 years ago. That's not how yeah. it works anymore. Uh, you have to be willing to do so much more than just the music. Um, and I, I think that comes down to, again, that idea of democratization, right? Like, because mm -hmm. that playing field has been leveled, now you have to work just as hard as everybody else. You can't just put out the music. And everyone will say, yeah, everyone says that, but I want to go viral like that other guy. And you'll, and like, well, you know, that one viral guy, he wasn't, he was a 10 year overnight success too. So you yeah. need to put in the 10 years that no one sees before you get to that overnight success status. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's like the story with Lil Nas X. I mean, he blew up on TikTok. Um, and people, I guess some people probably think, oh, he put out a song on TikTok and then he blew up. But no, he was working at that for years on end before he actually blew up. Um, yeah. Like you said, what is that? The 10 year overnight success. Yeah, exactly. At, yeah. at least 10. Sometimes it's 20 years. I mean, you really there's I mean, the, some of them know how to work the system better because they grew up with it. It's a generational thing. It might be yeah. a. You know, you might be 18 and having that success, but you also may have started when you were 14 because you knew how to use the tools. So right. um, it still was not overnight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, coming from my perspective, it's like, sure, you can take a really good picture, but there's <laughs> hundreds of thousands of photographers that can take really good pictures. It's just yeah. about how you get that picture into other people's hands. And if you can get enough yep. people on board with your picture, then that picture becomes that much more valuable. And it's the same thing with music. Yeah, I mean, what 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 is the algorithm for you know a, a why a picture or a song or anything gains fame over something else? Who knows? <laughs> marketing, man. It's all marketing. Uh, yeah, it's marketing. Who you know and how you do it. So, um, but yeah, it's it, it can be a mystery, but. Um, you know, there's people out there who also find that this, there's some commonalities in some of these things. I'm not one of them, but uh, <laughs> it happens. Definitely. Well, let's switch gears here. Let's let's talk a little bit about Eleven and Stream Tribe. I, I want to sure. 
to learn about that. I mean, I know about it, but I know the people listening <laughs> want to learn about it. So I know nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> t- tell us about it. Let's, let's see what you got. Sure. So um, Eleven is uh, made up of three of us. We're all musicians and entrepreneurs to some degree. Um, I myself, uh, my, my backstory was Chris Drummer, 25 years, um, entrepreneur, business owner, um, been in three bands at varying levels. Um, my my uh, second partner, uh, Nick, he is uh, more of a singer-songwriter. He's uh, more of a guru on the sync licensing and the college market. And uh, the third one is Steve. He goes by DJ Stack Trace. He is um, a hip hop DJ and uh, house house or I'm sorry, house DJ, hip hop, hip hop and house DJ and producer. Let's just go with that. Um, he actually does have some major label hip hop credits um, for his beats. Um, so he's got some national credit there on the hip hop side. He also was a nationally touring keyboard player out of Nashville for a few years. Um, with some major acts. So he's been in the studio. He's been um, kind of in the country scene prior to that. So between the three of us, we have kind of a varying level of degree of interest. We all pursue different categories. Um, Steve's really big into the NFT market right now, just to kind of have us stay on top of that. Um, like I said, Nick is into the sync licensing stuff. Um, he works with Song Trust. We have a, a partnership with Song Trust to help musicians make sure that our songs are taken care of that way. Um, and then I, I found um, a passion in Twitch by accident. Uh, um, so live streaming kind of became a thing for me. I'm um, having my friend be a part of it. Uh, he, just watching him grow. He started shortly before the pandemic took off. Uh, so that gave me some perspective into what that platform had. I hadn't really heard of it prior. It was kind of one of those internet best kept secret things. But um just kind of going back to 11 though. So that's, that's our, our collective knowledge uh, for all of us. And actually Nick is also a um, certified, uh, I want to say either life or personal or business coach. I can never remember, but he is a coach. Uh, so we pursued that as a primary service to um, musicians being more of a business coach an accountability partner, a mentor. Uh, we always uh, like to think that DIY does not mean doing it yourself. Um, you don't have to do it alone. Um, everyone needs a coach. It, I didn't think I needed one either. I wish I had started getting a coach 10 years prior, 20 years prior to when I actually got one. Um, all of a sudden your career just takes off. Um, that it, it helps to have a sounding board. It helps to have someone give you different perspectives and different angles. It gets you over ruts quicker. It helps you move your needle faster, not to use so many different cheesy you know, industry coined phrases, but um, they actually are true if you listen to them. <laughs> um, so we, we felt that 11 was a great partner. We, we were well positioned. Uh, we actually found a little bit better positioning during COVID because all of a sudden all the live shows disappeared, but there were a lot of artists who still wanted to work on their business and make sure they stayed fresh and figure out other revenue streams since 90 over 90 percent of the revenue in the industry was lost because of live shows disappearing you realize how many people were not reliant on diversifying their income Um, and so having multiple income streams will help save you it's that's kind of a safety net so you lose the live show again you know say we have a COVID relapse with all the variants for some reason at some point, which is very possible. This may happen again. You know, I wouldn't say that we're out of the woods 100%, um, but just knowing that 
you have other things lined up and you're not going to burn again or burn all of your income again and be scrambling for another job somewhere else. Um, you know, we don't want to be in what we did last year. So, um, so we also just recently launched online courses as well. So it's kind of a, a do-it-yourself model. Uh, we all plan on adding uh, coaching sessions to that as well. Um, but ideally, there's a self-driven option and then there's a, a mentoring option. So we want to make sure we kind of meet people where they're at. We always will hold, we'll, we'll start out our coaching with artists um, like with a 30 minute consultation, that's free. So what, what can we do for you? Where are you at today? Does this make sense? Are we a good fit? A lot of the times there's a lot of people who are looking for that overnight sensation status and they're not good fits. Uh, so we're kind of saving our, saving our own time and our own effort and looking for the people who are truly in it to win it for the long haul. Um, it is something that if you have the passion for it, you need to put the the time in like like we said you know the, the 10 15 year overnight success we hope that with coaching it's a lot shorter timeline um, but it isn't going to be months it's still going to be much longer than that so but it does help to have friends that help you through it so <laughs> um I, I can stop there i know i'm kind of rambling a little bit but <laughs> no no it's all it's all really good stuff um i, I was yeah. just gonna ask you know from your experiences, you know, what, what are some of the success stories that you guys have had? Yeah. So during COVID, uh, we did help, um, a couple people. Uh, one of them, we helped with uh, search engine optimization via YouTube. So video SEO, uh, they saw some viral, I won't say viral, but in viral in their, in their sense where their videos went up in traffic or their video, their latest, or some of their videos had greater success than others. So being able to help with um, working with tools like that better that are out there for YouTube, um, gaining that visibility. Uh, we helped one girl actually launch a Patreon um, and that replaced a chunk of her lost revenues to live shows in a very short time because she had already built the fan base from her shows. So all she had to do was hit up her mailing list and within a week or two, she kind of had some of that back. So that was very successful to help her with that. And in the, at the same time, she was building a in-home studio, uh, renovating her living room into her uh, studio. And so she needed that extra income to cover the, the build-up project. Uh, she had actually been, I believe, a chemist or a physicist or something scientific before that. And she ended up switching 100%. So her music was entirely her job. So to lose her live shows was a big deal. Um, and to gain Patreon subscribers was also a very big deal since that was her only income. Um, trying to think, we also worked, we're currently actually working with someone who is continuously, he's, I almost want to put him on a monthly plan because he just keeps renewing. Because we, we, what we do is we do um, short like three, uh, three session packs for 150 bucks. Um, so roughly 50 bucks an hour, basically. And you can use them as you want. Um, but we're ready to put some people like this guy on a, on a monthly just because he just keeps going. <laughs> but uh, just to, just to add that sounding board, you know, what do I do? Where I'm, We've almost had to do a little bit of life coaching with him because he's he's been in a band for 20 years and they have a really good reputation locally. Um, but he's also looking to have uh, just a solo career as well. And like, you know, how do I, what, what does this mean for me? You know, why am I doing this for myself? It's, it's almost a soul searching process to try and separate that. So, um, so if you're, if you're finding that like, you know, it's just, 
the career, the, the produ- production and marketing loop that we do it a week, week in and week out. And that's, that's not going to work forever. I mean, there's a lot more to it. There's, there's a lot deep down. Um, people don't think it, you know, it's like, you have a passion for music, but you don't also explore the deep downside of it, but you have to, you need to, if it's really there, otherwise you do need to go find a cubicle job or, you know, fast food or whatever else you want to do. <laughs> so, um, so we do, we do help with that too, sometimes. Awesome. That's great. Um, so I guess the next question and, you know, for the people interested, you know, how can they get involved with you guys? Yeah. So, um, uh, 11 can be found at turnup211.com and we have uh, right up in the corner schedule a consultation um, lets you connect with us for 30 minutes uh, I actually just had someone book for this coming Friday actually last week I don't know what the initial lead source was but exciting to see that <laughs> um, but uh, yeah it's it's just as simple as a no obligation free 30 minute call uh, I sound like every infomercial out there but that's that really is all it is <laughs> um if if it's something that we feel like we can help with let's talk about next steps if it's something we don't feel like is a good fit or you know you're not quite there yet um we're happy to give you some resources to get you there um send you off with some homework um or we can connect you with somebody else who might be a better fit but ultimately uh we'll tell you uh, if it's going to work out, um, we, we want you, we're always there for the artists. We're not there to make money. Um, it's, it's all about their career. It's their option. It's their, their, what, how they're going to spend the rest of their life. We're not going to, you know, mess that up for any reason. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure thing. That's fantastic, man. Um, cool. Well, it looks like we're starting to run up on the 30, 40 minute time frame. So sure. I'm going to ask you my last question and then we can wrap it up. So, Sure. My last question, and I'm sure you have a big answer for this one, is you know, what is one piece of advice that you would give to somebody that's listening to this? Maybe a small artist, maybe they're mid-range, you never know. That I, I'd say there's a big answer, but also difficult to answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say do it for the right reasons. Um, like, like I just said in the last thing, you know, we want to make sure that you're in this in the right spot. Um, I live by a quote, um, and I took it down off my wall, of course. I think it's in the closet behind me, but <laughs> it's a quote from Steve Jobs. Uh, he did a commencement at Stanford, um, I think maybe four or five years before he passed. Um, and it was about um, having the courage to follow your heart and intuition. Somehow they already know what you truly want to become. Um, that's slightly paraphrased because I'm not reading it, but um, he he really was one to take, you know, not listen to everyone, anybody else. Um, it was almost like, what is your your greater mission in, in life? Why are you here? You kind of almost have that feeling like this is what I was put on earth to do. Um, I'm here to make people happy. I'm here to inspire with music. I'm here to develop the future in technology. I'm here to invent electric vehicles. You know, whatever you're here to do, don't drop that because someone says it's not a real job. Don't drop it because someone says that's not realistic. Um, 
Um, I, I would have to say, I don't like tooting my own horn very often, but I have to say I'm living proof. I have a wife who's luckily, you know, being very supportive. We're able to do what we do because of it. Um, we've gone through a lot in the last six years to get where we are today. And family-wise, we're able to do this. Um, and I wanted to grow and see other people succeed because of it. Um, so I would say, yeah, just don't, don't get deterred by what your passion is or what, what you actually feel inside is why you're here. It's fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. All right. Well, that is going to wrap us up for today, Matt. Thank you again for taking some time to sit down and chat with me. Yeah. I usually say us, but it's just me today. <laughs> um, and for those listening, please head over to turnuptoeleven.com and check out Eleven Music Career Center. They're offering a lot of great stuff for you guys, and you definitely don't want to miss out on this opportunity. So um, with that, we're going to wrap it up today. Um, please, uh, if you like this episode, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever you get your podcast, however their rating system is. And uh, yeah, that's going to wrap us up, guys. Uh, we will talk to you next week. <laughs>